Adam reminded him. They'd just happened to be scouting out this area for new rugged terrain to be used in search and rescue training. They'd been doing a complete two-day run-through when they stumbled into a real rescue situation. It was just sheer dumb luck. Good luck, Kel corrected. All those years you spent overseas with the National Guard saving the good guys' asses left you like a machine. Man, the way you shimmied down that sheer rock to get to the kid before he slipped. Kel shook his head in marvel. And how the hell did you hold on to him like that until I got the ropes to you without popping your shoulder out of the socket? You do that Superman shit in the military, too? Among other things, Adam thought, but he merely shrugged, a movement that caused the laceration on his shoulders to split further. Some machine. Well, however you did it, Cal said. It's damn good to have you back. Yeah, well, there was back, and then there was back. Adam couldn't have gripped a rope right then to save his life. He could no longer hear the thump, thump, thump of the vanishing helicopter airlifting the ten-year-old and his father out of this remote area, which was good. His foster brother, Brady, was behind the chopper's controls, which alleviated any concern about the increasingly bad weather. Brady, an ex-army ranger who'd retained all of his skills, could fly in and out of the eye of a needle if he had to. From here to Coeur d'Alene would be a picnic, oncoming storm or not. Cal shouldered his pack. Adam did the same, but much more gingerly. Normally, there'd be hours of post-rescue takedown, but everything had happened too fast. As the region's coordinator and SNR team leader, Adam hadn't even had time to set up an incident command post or mobilize a search. There weren't the usual myriad trucks or equipment or people it generally took to run an SNR, and for once, that was a good thing. They could go home right now, and Adam could stop expending all his energy on appearing to be fine, when what he really wanted to do was pass out and pretend today hadn't happened. Because, although he made a living teaching and training search and rescue, and he had more accredited initials after his name than the alphabet was long, he hadn't actually been active in a rescue in two years. Not since Afghanistan, when he and his unit had been called in to rescue a group of British soldiers stuck on the side of a godforsaken mountain. That day, they dropped in from helicopters and rappelled down cliffs and into the caves and straight into enemy fire. Most of the time, that memory was buried deep. But today, thirty minutes ago, Adam had faced his nightmares in broad daylight. He'd had to rappel down a cliff to save that kid, and being forced into an active role like that, hanging off those rocks at the mouth of the caves, barely grabbing the boy in time, it had all brought him back to a very dark place. Milo pushed his wet nose into Adam's palm and leaned against him, something the dog wasn't supposed to do on the job. Adam didn't correct him for it, didn't have the heart. There hadn't been much softness in Adam's life, and even less affection, and though he didn't yearn for either, something about the damned dog got to him every time. He looked down at Milo, who was panting happily up at him, his brown eyes clearly saying, Dude, concentrate! food. And Adam had to laugh. Right, food. Always food. 
and proved that even a dog had better sense than to hang on to the negative shit. They all headed back to Adam's Polaris Ranger, a four-wheel all-terrain vehicle that could get them in and out of just about anywhere, at least until the heavy snows came. Up, Adam said to Milo, but the dog leaned on him again, worried, and Adam realized the dog wasn't fooled by Adam's cool exterior, but was picking up on his lingering anxiety. With a sigh, he crouched and hugged the dog. I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Now up. Milo leapt into the small back seat of the ATV, and Adam angled in behind the wheel. With Kel riding rifle, they four-wheeled out of there. By the time Adam dropped Kel off at his station in their small hometown of Sunshine, the adrenaline was definitely wearing off. Pain was a dull ache in his shoulder, right behind his eyes, and in his heart. But he told himself to suck it up because...